Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Mason Greenwood has been further arrested. The Israeli government has been accused of apartheid. Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended. And the Met have a serious problem to police. It's Wednesday, February 2nd. Here's your News Fix. Manchester United footballer Mason Greenwood has been further arrested on suspicion of sexual assault and making threats to kill. According to multiple media reports, police received an extension to keep him in custody until Wednesday. Remember that social media accusations of domestic violence against Greenwood were circulated on Saturday, with the post taken down hours later. On Sunday, Greenwood was arrested by police on suspicion of rape and sexual assault. Manchester United said the player, who has also represented England, was effectively suspended from playing or training for the foreseeable future. It's also worth noting in this story that the player has now been removed from FIFA products and Nike has suspended their sponsorship of him. Now, an Amnesty International report concluded the Israeli government's treatment of the Palestinian people amounted to apartheid. The Israeli government responded before the report's publication, saying it was, quote, false, biased and anti-Semitic. The report was based on four years worth of research and last year both Human Rights Watch and an Israeli human rights group both concluded the Palestinians were living in an apartheid state. In the newsletter we've included a link to the summary and full report from Amnesty International. Now Whoopi Goldberg has been suspended for two weeks, effective immediately, from her role as a panellist on The View for comments she made on Monday about the Holocaust not being about race. Remember that Goldberg said the Holocaust was about man's inhumanity to man and involved, quote, two groups of white people. The comments were widely condemned online, with many pointing to the fact six million Jews were murdered during the Holocaust because the Nazi regime viewed them as an inferior race. Goldberg appeared on the program Tuesday and apologized, but the network later announced her suspension. In the newsletter, we've included a link to a very helpful article from the New York Times on this. Some of the context from that article says, quote, in many past interviews, Miss Goldberg, 66, has said that while she does not practice any religion, she identifies as Jewish and adopted her distinctive stage name, partly because of that family heritage. She was born Karen Johnson. It's a really interesting article and I would recommend reading it. And the Prime Minister of Luxembourg announced he was giving up a master's degree he earned in 1999 following accusations of plagiarism. In terms of what this is all about, a report back in October claimed more than 75% of his thesis was taken from non-cited sources. While he did not admit to any plagiarism, his statement did say it was not his intention to quote, mislead anyone at the time. Policing the problem. In a damning report, Metropolitan Police officers were found to have shared messages and jokes about quote, raping women as well as the deaths of black babies and the Holocaust. In terms of some of the examples of offensive messages that were uncovered in this report, one officer advocated violence, saying, quote, getting a woman into bed is like spreading butter. It can be done with a bit of effort using a credit card, but it's quicker and easier just to use a knife. One male officer wrote to a female officer saying, quote, I would happily rape you. If I was single, I would happily chloroform you. Police officers also wrote about attending a festival dressed as known sex offenders and a molested child. While the allegations centred around a number of officers previously based at Charing Cross Station in central London, those who conducted the report said, quote, These incidents are not isolated or simply the behaviour of a few bad apples. As Channel 4 News' Minnie Stevenson said, it's worth noting the Metropolitan Police have always insisted they are not institutionally racist, homophobic or misogynistic. This damning report challenges that. 
Now in societal shifts, in the US, swimming's governing body has announced an update to its policies in relation to transgender athletes. What's the update? A medical panel of three will now decide whether, quote, prior physical development of the athlete as a male gives an unfair advantage and testosterone tests will take place for 36 months before competitions. For anyone wondering what this whole conversation is about, the debate at the moment is pretty much centered around one trans woman, Leah Thomas, who transitioned in 2019. She divided opinion on the matter by winning a race in December and finishing 38 seconds ahead of the second place competitor. But it's worth noting she has not won every race. This week, her teammates published a letter in support of her. It's worth noting that BBC News cited USA swimming data on the competitive difference between male and female swimmers. For example, quote, the top ranked female athlete in 2021 would on average be ranked below 536th on the male events that year. In terms of having your say on this, we recently did a poll about it on our Instagram account. 75% of you do not think it is discriminatory to exclude an athlete from a single sex sport because they are trans. 56% of you feel the rules should be decided on a sport by sport basis and a minority 46% of you think a decision should take into account when an athlete transitioned. In two quick pandemic updates, Denmark, a country with a vaccination rate of 82%, has become the first EU member to scrap all COVID-19 restrictions despite a rise in Omicron cases. In Canada, the Premier of Quebec has scrapped plans for attacks on people who refused to get the vaccine, saying he didn't want to further divide people. According to CNN, more than 90% of its adult population is vaccinated and most of the patients in hospital have not yet received the vaccine. And lastly, today marks one year since Russia's most prominent opposition figure, Alexei Navalny, was sentenced to more than two years in prison. Why? Authorities said he repeatedly violated his parole by, quote, failing to report properly to the authorities in person. Why did he fail to do that? Well, it's because for most of that time, he was in Germany, recovering from being poisoned in August 2020. The German government at the time said there was unequivocal evidence Navalny was poisoned with the chemical nerve agent Novichok, and many people point to blame at the Kremlin. For anyone who wants to know more about this, you can read our piece from last year, which we've linked to in the newsletter, Alexei Navalny, Politics, Protests and Putin. That's today's fix. Have a great day.